sure my microphone is right. It is. Okay. It is uh, the last day of May. Damn, that came fast, right? Yep. Last day of May, 2022. May the 31st. May the 32nd. (laughs) Now I'm just kidding. (laughs) It'd be crazy. But uh, yeah, so uh, we were actually watching this video, Kevin, earlier. It's uh, this, somebody put together this... um, what do you call that? Like a, it's not a montage or something. A compilation video yeah. of Norm Macdonald. Do you know Norm Macdonald, comedian Norm Macdonald? No, he I was like Saturday Night idea. Live. You do know you him. Were him. He's yeah. in if Billy Madison. Yeah. He's the one that's like, he's there Boy, by the pool. He he's the... like, yeah, he's like, hey Billy, I just thought of the funniest thing. <laughs> Where's Billy? <laughs> Remember that guy? <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, that's Norm Macdonald. That's right? funny that that's. That's what makes me think of it. Yeah, yeah. But so he was also a comedian and he, he lived his life and recently passed away of cancer. And people didn't even really know he was sick. I mean, he didn't make it public really. But uh, he was really good friends with a Texas based musician named Billy Joe Shaver. And oh, you know, know Billy Joe Shaver. Yeah. I know you do. And um, they, they just became really good friends over the years, right? And uh, they did this compilation with Billy Joe Shaver's song, Live Forever, behind some of Norm's like especially like his later stand-up when he's like talking about just life like how fast it goes by you know and like it's like you know it's heavy man i that also came up i was just it was a video that came up was like recommended and i watched it man and it was like so heavy for me because i was like just makes you want to hug your kids you know what i mean like just like damn life just flies by and also value what you do you know in life yeah, thought that was a good way to start the podcast today because it's just something that I think so many people should think more about this, you know, myself included, you know, but it's like life is no joke, you know, that time just is like always ticking, you know. It's crazy. What's crazy is that everybody knows, we all know we're going to die, but people don't stop and think about that on a daily basis. Yeah. There's you know, nobody, I mean, nobody does. You know, I mean, there are some people who do, and they fucking, they, they drive themselves crazy. Man. Yeah, I forget I the name for it. There's a name for it where you're just like scared of death. Mm-hmm. Like you're scared of everything. Phobia, just yeah. like, it's like a phobia. Yeah. Well, for some people it might but, have that reaction, but for some people it might just be enough to tell them, I've got to do what I want to do in this life, you know, and I cannot let people dictate. What it is I believe and do, and and you know, especially in the age of the internet, where everyone wants to do that, it's like, you know, you've got to, you know, life is just short. You know, there's yeah. things you want to see, things you want to do. You know, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't have to work in a frame of like a time frame of of uh, an expectation of society. You know, like you got to do what you're gonna do. You know what I mean? Like if you want to have kids, you know, some people are like, I'm going to wait to have kids. Like, shit, I mean, you're playing a dangerous game. Yeah, some yeah. people you know, are like, I mean, I'm just, we're not ready. I'm like, nobody's ready. Nobody yeah, no shit. You're never ready. <laughs> it's probably better off to not, to just be naive and not ready, honestly, at first, you know, because, you know, it's it's going to be challenging no matter what. You're not getting rid of that, you know. Right. Yeah, there's no script for it. Yeah. No. My so, dad always said, it doesn't matter if you have one or if you have 12, we're going to take all your money and all your time. Have as many as you want. <laughs> you had an interesting take, the telescope. Oh, yeah, get just like about that? how, like, death, you know, like, why is it so, you know, fascinating to, and I mean, it's an obvious, obvious why it's so fascinating to us, you know, it's a great unknown, but it's something we all know in the back of our minds, our entire lives, that it's going to happen to us, but, uh, you know, 
the analogy I used was just like, you know, we as humans, we're so in, uh, intuitive and, you know, uh, inventive that, you know, it's feasible that one day we could, you know, there's very few answer, uh, very few questions in this universe that I feel like we couldn't answer through physical means, you know what I'm saying? Like, we could create a telescope and send it to the far reaches of this universe and, you know, collect photographs from it and stuff. Not we couldn't do that like right now, today, but I'm saying in the future. It's feasible. It's you know, possible. it is feasible. It's yeah, possible. Yeah. You know, we can send probes to other planets and other solar systems and check them out. You know, th these are all feasible things. Yeah. But one feasible thing or one one infeasible thing yeah. is tell me what happens after death. Yeah. You know, nobody can answer that question. Nobody. Yeah. You know, you can't, it's, it's like not necessarily, unknown. we all know what's going to happen to our bodies after death, but, yeah, but we're talking your about consciousness. The yeah. yeah, we're talking about know? consciousness. Yeah, and, exactly. uh, yeah. you know, I, I don't really have any concrete answers on that. Well, yeah, know? no one does. Nobody that's, does. That's, you that's know, all, we have, all we have are our beliefs. You know, we think about this. So like when you see an, a person who's, who's elderly in age, like 60s, Seven, seventy, seventy-five, eighty, and and sixty-seven is not elderly. You know, eighty, eighty-five, ninety—that would probably be considered elderly, right? But nonetheless, someone who's getting up there in age, right, at the at the last years of their life, and they're walking around the society just like an eighteen-year-old, a seventeen-year-old is, a thirty-year-old is. Yet the perspectives are so different. Yet the only one who has lived through all of those perspectives is the older one. You know what I mean? Like the younger people have never known what it's like to have to wake up every day knowing that you are really in that, that, that like, okay, you know, damn, I'm getting much older. And I've heard a lot of older friends that I've had, they've told me like, I still feel like I'm 19. You know, like I look like I'm, like I look, right? but I still feel young, like in my mind, like, like how did this happen? How did I get this old? You know? And uh, just hearing that, it's like you know that if you're fortunate enough to get that old and get to be that old, you're going to have those same thoughts. Right. Like they're going to come to you just like your parents used to tell you, oh, well, you wait till you have kids. And then you're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know? And now then it's like you have, you're like, oh, shit, I remember my parents kind of going through that. Or, you know, and it's like you know that. And it's like so when you look at older people, you know, we look at them like, and not not we, but, I mean, our society does – I mean, I, we don't value our older people like we should sometimes, you right. know, really, because they really are like walking, you know, uh, boxes of knowledge, you know, bones, bone bags of knowledge, you know, really. Not. That's what they are. They just have a lot of stories to tell. They have a lot of understanding of what people have gone, th what they've gone through and what they've seen. And uh, it's just crazy, man, the whole, the whole trip, man. It's, it's wild, dude. You ever wonder what you're going to be like whenever you get older? Like, I always, in my, in yeah. my mind, like, I have a feeling I'm going to be this fucking old jokester guy, like, <laughs> yeah, pranking the younger people. Any chance I get, I'm going to try to pull a prank on any younger person that I see, dude. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't really ever given that too much thought, I guess, really honestly, man. I, I really haven't. <laughs> It's kind of weird. Yeah. Like it's weird that I've thought about that, but yeah, no, oh, I, I mean, think yeah, I've thought about that. You know, I always imagine since I'm already a fairly nostalgic person, that I'll probably be very nostalgic by the time I'm old. <laughs> yeah, and uh, your DVD yeah, collection yeah. will be sick. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, 
I'll be that. I'll be that one. You know that guy who just hangs on to, to, to you know his age. Like you know, tell all the kids, trip the kids out, tell them I'm from the 1900s. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you don't understand. I remember the 1900s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. Younger kids walking with their friends. Like, what did that guy tell you? I don't know. He was telling me some shit about paper money. Or... <laughs> yeah. Internal combustion yeah. engines. I don't know. Yeah, yeah we're just... gold standard. <laughs> a guy killed so many of our trees with his gasoline-powered things. Yeah, <laughs> shit, man. It's, it is crazy, man. I, yeah, I, I don't think I've ever really. I just, you know, it, when I was young, younger than I am now, I was, I was like, uh, I didn't really give a shit. Like I was just three sheets in the wind before I had my kids. You know, like I was just, you know. You know, didn't even care. What never thought about that at all. You know, and then as I've gotten older, I've thought more about it. Now it's just like you just, you just hope to get. You just hope to be able to get there. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the main thing. I think is try to. You start to like your body starts to tell you, okay, you know, you're not like you were when you were younger, and that's yeah. like a first sign that it's all gonna do that. And uh, the way you take care of yourself and stuff to has something to do with it, but at the same time, you know, yeah, do the things you love, man. You know, like because yeah. it's not even about legacy; it's more about like the life, the the time that you have. You know, it's the time that you have. Like we all got a ticket; you got to enjoy the ride, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. The life life is a hundred percent fatal. Yeah, hundred percent. And and I I also think that it's good to uh, I don't I don't like bring this up to be morbid. Like it's not it's not I don't want it to be a morbid thing. You know I I wish it was something that people we could all myself included again could learn how to face, like are like taught to understand how to face it. You know and understand it at an earlier time because, like, you know man those early years are special too. And as a kid, you know, you're just out getting drunk and running around and doing stupid shit. You know, it's like those years are precious. I look back on them like, I mean, I didn't really have a whole lot of guidance telling me the right things to do. You know what I mean? If if somebody maybe would have been in my ear like, man, you know, uh, not that I feel like I've made wrong decisions, but I mean, just to appreciate the time. Slow down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't just enjoy it. You know, enjoy yeah. this time, no matter what phase you're in, even if you're in a later phase, right? Just slow down, just enjoy the time. And, you know, I hope that, I hope that if I do live to be, you know, old enough to where my body starts to break down and stuff, like I have a grandmother, you know, who's alive right now, who's 93 years old, you know, and, uh, just, you know, she can't really move around much or doing much of anything, but, uh. I hope that I would be appreciative that I got to live that long. You know what I mean? Yeah. That you got that you got that you got that privilege. You know, I mean, I've I've heard you know we've all heard older people say, "Don't get old." Yeah. Right. Jokingly. Yeah. It's a joke. Yeah. Sure. sure you know. Sure. But really, it's like, die young, got it. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, no, you know, it is a, uh, it is a privilege, you know, growing old, for sure, for sure. you know, I, yeah, my, I think um, so, you know. I think so, especially when you have kids, yeah. man, you know, be a grandpa, yeah. my know, grandfather, you know. my biological grandfather died when he was younger than me, 
he died when he was 28 years old. When my father was just like three years old. But, uh, you know, that's just something that just comes for you anytime, man. He was just painting the roof of a gymnasium, actually. He worked, he worked for a painting company and painting the roof of a gymnasium, fell off his ladder. Boom, you know. Yeah, just see, like that. stories like that, it's, it's, like it's that. tripped out because, I mean, literally, one day you're here, the next you're gone. You don't know when... You don't know when that little black train's coming for you, man. Yeah. And my grandfather, he got hit by a train. Really? Yeah. 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 Wow. And I mean, he went over the railroad tracks m- multiple, multiple times a day for years How of long? his life. Yeah. Like, like, like sixty plus years of his yeah. life, he drove yeah. over that spot where he got hit by that train. Yeah. And. It's a trip. That shit happened to me whenever I was a lot younger. So, like, it's like what? Because a kid trying to process that. Yeah. I mean, you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you do. Little things happen in our life that remind us. Like. Yeah, they, they, takes, they, you don't even realize how big they are when you're that small either. You know, like no, you don't realize you're gonna remember that for the rest of your life. No, and it, I mean it, it's it's crazy, man. And I don't know. I always I just try to teach my kids that ultimately it's a decision. Like. It's a decision that you made somewhere along the way, even if it was a mistake. It can one bad decision can it can end your life. Yeah. I try to I try to teach my kids that now, like yeah. every every moment's a learning moment. So anything that happens, I'm like telling them like, look, you have a decision to make. Like what just happened to you, whether whatever it is, whether it's a they they trip going up the stairs or. Like, yeah. like, hey, man, like, slow Thinking down. about yeah. jumping off this thing. And, yeah, and anything, then they're like, anything. should I jump? I'm going to jump. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm not telling you not to have fun, but come on, dude. You have to start calculating now. You're yeah. you're three years old. Yeah, if you <laughs> don't calculate that risk, you're going to, you're going to. You're going to yeah. hurt yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know, jump and, and off that swing No one can do anything to save you. Yeah. yeah. No one can save you from that. It's like, you can't. That's the other thing is them understanding, like, you know, we're here for you, but. You, you have to will be get smart. yes, yeah. yeah. You will get hurt. We cannot help you from that. Yeah. You have to think. You have to make these decisions, and even adults, like the decisions we make as adults, they, I mean, there's consequences that we have to live with, or yeah. okay. die. Yeah, I lost What's my uh, uh, I lost my cousin to a motorcycle accident. A good friend that I grew up with lost him to a motorcycle accident, and they were both completely different. You know, one of them. It was an accident where a car switched lanes and clipped their back, clipped his back tire, oh. and uh, just, just a freak accident. You know what I'm saying? And then the other one was uh, just speeding like 85 miles per hour, no helmet, just cruising on his bike as fast as he could go. And then a car pulled out on a side road like last second, and just, you know. And it's like, man, they're so young, you know. Like and I've had I've lost other friends, you know. This tattoo on my arm was a friend we lost in high school that was like super tragic. You know, she was taking her mom to the hospital uh, to the to the airport, and uh, like at four thirty in the morning, she had like just gotten her license. And her mom was actually a a great musician, is a great musician and songwriter. Was going to Nashville, and her daughter and one of our other friends went to go drop her off. And on the way home. Um, a wrong way driver, suicidal driver, hit her head on, man. Jeez. And it was like tragic for so the the entire town. 
you know, took it in a very tragic way and should have, you know, it was a tragedy, man. When you see things like that happen in your life, again, those are moments of, like, massive humility and growth moments, you know, for for a character of somebody, because that could be anybody, man, you know, at any time. And, uh, again, I bring all this up because it's like we do this podcast and we constantly talk about, like, political issues and things like that, and they matter. They matter for sure. They matter because there's, like, 50,000 fucking laws, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, they, they're going to affect your life, right? So you have to pay attention to that. But at the same time, man, you have to control your time. You have to own your time. You know, like take that responsibility. Because if you get out to other people, it's just gone before you know it. And you don't get to do the things you ever wanted to do. You know, it's. I think it's so important. I think that's actually a little bit of a part of the American dream. You know, of like having that hope that you can build towards something. Like, I can build towards something, possibly get my kids better set up. You know, uh, that's like, there's something that's deeply human about that. You know, like, makes the human experience a little bit more interesting and uh, easy to, like, you know, like, more, more, no, yeah. yeah, more worth it. There's more incentive there than to just say, hey, we're, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I think that, uh, Past generations have always thought to the future, you know. I mean, think about the pilgrims who came here, you know, and... Okay, yeah, they killed a bunch of Indians to be here. But, you know, think about the, the pilgrims who came here. Yeah. And, you know, let's just get that part out of the way. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We get it. Yeah. We're not saying they're all over again. Yeah. You know, the best okay. here. Yeah. <clears throat> but what I will say about them is that when they came here and they cleared the land they cleared and they built the cities they built and the, ultimately the civilization that they built, they were thinking about the future. You know, the, I don't, I don't think they, they knew that their great, great, great grandchildren weren't going to be living in log cabins. You know, like the, I don't, I, I, I truly believe that that was part of their. You know, I'm not saying they sat around all day and just talked about what their great great grandchildren would be doing, but, but when they but when they, they thought when about they, that, they, like that was their incentive, right? You know, that you know, making a better life, you know. And it, it stayed like that, you know, clear up until just a couple of generations ago. And I think a lot of that had to do with faith in the system that they lived under. You know, when a when a society loses faith in the system that it lives under, it no longer starts to plan for the future because it sees. It envisions a bleak future. You know, look at look at our pop culture today. It's just absolutely flooded with predictions of apocalypse. Look at all the movies of post-apocalypse. You know, I mean, it's every, something that's obviously on a lot of people's minds. Yeah, entertainment and, has gone to politics, right? right? Like for you real. know, and so I think that like the three of us here in this room, you know, are. are uh, at least trying to set something up for the future, you know, or something like that. But I think that there's a lot of people out there today who are just living for the now, you know, even people with kids, even people, you know, even people yeah. who who should be planning for futures and stuff, you know. Uh, and some and, of them, some of them aren't, man. Some, well, some of them are planning for the future and they pretend like they're they're not. You know what I mean? Like because. For whatever reason, I've met people that are like, it's always the ones that are like, 
screw it, man. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, we got to live for now. Like, those are the ones that are the most worried because they they can't, like, um, I don't know. They don't feel like they can cope. Well, that's in, that's in my experience. The people that... Yeah, no, that I hear are, what you're saying. I think, I, I, think, I think that is something... Like it's a deflection. I have that a little bit, you know. So I think you're right about that. I do. I think it's a. I think it's a coping me- mechanism. like, like, oh no, no, we just need to chill. Like you don't want to face it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's that. That's your way of dealing with it. You know. Because it's saying? hard, dude. Yeah. It's hard no, to get exactly. Ahead. It's hard to plan and do something and and make a change and not be stuck at. At I don't know. I call it stuck at stupid. Like that's how I feel whenever I'm like. Why can't I catch a break, you know? Like, I feel like I'm stuck on stupid. Like, what the fuck is going on? What do I need to change? And then, inevitably, if I just keep on going and just keep keep mustering through it, yeah, I, I find a break, and it works out. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. All right. It's a, it was a little struggle. Right? Yeah, no, I think that that is a lot of, a lot of it's, again, the way you look at things, man, and you do have to just face, you have to face life, you know? That's why, like, exercising and and I I probably do take it probably pretty hard on my body sometimes but at the same time I think it's like the the what it does for my mind is is like what you cannot see you know what I mean like I can only feel that and I know that it helps me you know like I think it it's just so important to find something that fucking if you allow yourself to get stagnant all your worst traits are going to grow stronger you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, because everybody has bad traits and good traits, you know? You have to exercise them. You know, you have to exercise your good traits. Because if you don't, man, those bad, dark traits will fucking own you, you know, it seems like. At least I'm just from my experience, you know, I guess. I don't, but it seems like that to me. Uh, I think that, you know, those positive fucking habits are, like, whatever that means to you. You know what I'm saying? Some people, like, like to go to work on time, have a set schedule all the time. Some people are random and want to like start their own business and you know what so whatever it is, you know, it's just having something that that you can wake up for, you know, and focus on and uh just fucking do, you know, man. Like it doesn't matter what it is, you just gotta do it. You yeah, just gotta yeah, wake up yeah. and do it. And all the other things around it that you might not want to do but that requires you to do to keep yourself you know, ready to, to do that job, you know, like for me, that's exercise, you know, like I have to exercise every day and I have to force myself to sometimes take a day off and just not and just chill, but I'm always doing something, you know, it's so important to me because I know it's like, I can, I can tell my mind like, okay, if I can do that physically and I can overcome these obstacles, then man, I know that I can do just, I can fucking do anything, you know, yeah, I just have to set cool my thing. mind to it and do it. Even, you know? even if, I mean... It pertains to everything, not just working out. Exactly. That's right. the cool thing about it. Like, you can do anything. And it sounds a cliche, like, every teacher that you've ever heard has yeah. said, you could do whatever you want. And it's like, well, what did you want to do? Why are you teaching? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wanted to teach a bunch of kids that are assholes and just giving you lip all day, but... Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, man. That was yeah. the teacher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. But, I mean, you know... But you really can't. You yeah. were speaking from experience, man. Yeah. <laughs> it does happen. If you have your own kids, you know how it is, man. Yeah, you know. Yeah, shit. But it, it is a... Yeah, life life is a crazy thing. And like Levi said earlier, you know, it's just... It is the unknown. It is the great unknown of life. And I think it probably always will be. It, sh- it, it should be for whatever... It's actually what gives me a little bit of faith, you know, because 
why is it such a such a secret? You know what I mean? Yeah. It like almost gives me faith in it. Like if it was so final that we would be able to just get the solution. You right. know what I'm saying? It's like an ever moving target of uh you know, the closer you think you get to trying to know the truth, it's like the further you probably are away from it. You know, it's it's a very weird bizarre, thing, man. man. It's a bizarre fucking thing. It is it is strange, you know. And then whenever you have to make some drastic change in your life, like you're like you'll be freaking out. Like I'll, the biggest changes that have ever occurred in my life up to this point in my life, I'm only thirty five years old, but whenever there's a huge change I like start to freak out and I'm like, oh my gosh, what the hell is going to happen next? You know, like, and it always ends up all right. Like things yeah. just have a funny way of working themselves out. And it's it's not the end of the world. Like it's not, it could just seem like a fucked up situation in your life. And then you, you break through kind of like the, whenever you exercise, yeah. you're like, oh my gosh, what are, when what is am this going to end? Yeah. Why am I doing this? Why am I putting myself through this suffering? And yeah. then boom, the you you get through your workout. You're you're better mentally, physically. Everything yeah, just feels breaks better. open. Feels better. Yeah, it's crazy. No, it's it's crazy how you. It's such an analogy for for obstacles in life. Just like you're starting over at a new place, you have to move or something like that happens. You change a job or something, and then boom, you go to this new place. And then five or six years down the line, you think, man, I'm glad I did that, or we had to do that. You know, it's something we did. You know, we went through it, and it teaches you. You know, sometimes it doesn't work out and you go through another change or whatever, but typically you do hit those times when you realize, you know, I've, uh, damn, you know, all this has got me here, you know, like it was necessary. The struggle was necessary. But it can seem overwhelming, man. It can seem, I'm thinking now about my buddy. He just lost, he got into a bad car accident a few days ago. Look right. The sun was setting. He didn't see the car coming. T-boned him, killed his mom in the passenger seat. And he, he made it through, but like that that's when well, this how we started this conversation and my mind just went back to that. Like, man, yeah, I don't know what you're gonna learn from that situation, man, but you you're gonna be alright. Like you're gonna oh, be yeah. alright. You're gonna break through it. I don't know what the lesson is there to be learned, but that's some that's heavy, dude. Oh, it is. I mean, there's a lot of lessons to be learned. It's just a matter of whether or not you have the strength to continue after, you know, losing someone that you love, like, in that way, you know? Like, do I really have the strength to, to learn those lessons? You know, those lessons are there. I think the lessons are just inevitable. You know, like, they they float in the air. The lessons are there. And, of course, you, know? of course you got the strength to go on and, and do better, but I guess ties kind of back into what I was saying earlier. Like you got to make decisions that are going to better yourself. Every, everything is a result of a decision that you have made. Everything being here, us being in this room, it's a result of a decision that we made. Yeah. Yeah. Everything in life is a decision. Yeah. Yeah. What do you There's got? There's that man? song, man. <laughs> oh. Isn't there a song called I've had choices? Have you ever heard that one? <laughs> oh yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. Know. No, I know what you're no, Oh man, it's a great song, man. Who's that by? Is that by uh Oh, Do we know man. the name? Can we look it up? It's choices. Yeah, uh, choices. Um, Dang it, I can't believe it. I'm looking it up, so y'all keep thinking about it. I'll keep looking <laughs> oh, up. Oh, man, it's a great there. song, dude. Great song. Who sang One of my song? favorites, actually. I can't believe it. And it's, it. Called, it's called Choices. Choices. Is it Whitey Morgan? Okay. No. No. 
Who's George Jones, man. Was I'm pretty it? sure yeah. it's George Jones. Yeah, no, yeah. Right. yeah geez. Awesome. Can't believe it. Could, <laughs> we could neither one of us. Oh no, show that. himself. Yeah, it sure awesome. is George Jones. Great song, man. Okay, he sang it. Okay, he sang that song. All right, but yep. let's see who wrote the song. Okay, let's see who wrote the song choices. George Jones was the most was the first guy who popped up when I say it was Bill Yates and Mike Curtis. Huh. Ooh, Mike Curtis. Yeah, I don't know who that is. I've heard that name before, Mike Curtis for sure. Look, uh, this was released months after his drunk driving accident. In 1999, George Jones is still breaking our hearts today with his beautiful song, Choices. The song was originally written by Bill Yates and Rob Lyons, where Yates even recorded it for his own album in 1997. Man, have you re- you've never heard Choices? Uh, I, I might I have. I bet you yeah, have. Yeah, I bet you I have. have. And I we'll play it after the yeah, podcast, okay, and yeah. I bet we'll start playing it, and you'll instantly just be, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I've heard it. I'm yeah. sure I have heard it, but yeah. Yeah, man. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Life is a, uh, I mean, you, you know, yeah, it's just crazy. Levi, anything to add to that? Or you want to transition on? Or oh, man, else? yeah, no, I, th- I feel like we should transition on, definitely, you know, I mean. We got to talk about yeah, something We got to talk about yeah. something. We, we got to bring the whole yeah. podcast yeah. talking about such a, Talking about such, death. such a yeah, yeah such a yeah, dark yeah, issue yeah, yeah. as death, you know. Uh, shit, man, you know, there's a lot going on, a lot going on. To be quite honest, I haven't done much uh, keeping up with the news since we did our last politics, episode yeah. on. Uh, yeah, as far as like politics and stuff goes, since we did our last podcast, it's on, the same uh, shit Friday. for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're bickering. Uh, but I will say that uh, you know, hearing just what. Five days, four days, we're going to uh, Houston yeah, to attend yeah, yeah, the yeah. Uh, Ron Paul uh, Institute for Peace and Prosperity's conference there. Uh, going to listen to Ron Paul speak, Daniel McAdams, uh, who are the other... Uh, Shoot, I don't even know. Was it like man. Scott Horton? Lou Rockwell, I think, will Lou be Rockwell, there. Lou Rockwell, yes, is going to be there. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. Quite a few... Uh, looking forward to it, man. Yeah, quite a few awesome speakers. and It'll, it'll be a good time, you know. It uh, will be. You know, we were talking before we started uh, recording the podcast today about, like, the division, sort of, like, libertarian. What is a libertarian, you know? Yeah, is it defined? Is it defined politically? Because, uh... Well, well, hold on. What is a Republican anymore? I mean, is that... Can that really be defined? When you look at it from, like, a 50-year perspective... How much does it move within 50 years, the, f- right. the base of that? Yeah, or even what is a Democrat? It, you know? All yeah. of it, right? Yeah. It's kind of a hard, but yeah, you can keep going. So. But, uh, yeah, no, apparently, like, over the, over the course of the weekend, and I'm not, a, I'm not a member of the Libertarian Party, like, official, you know. I've, I've always sort of considered myself a Libertarian, but I've never actually registered as one or anything like that. Uh and apparently the Mises Caucus, which is the caucus of Ron Paul, uh, has uh, taken over, essentially, all the leadership roles. They had their elections at the conference in Reno over the weekend and taken over all the Did leadership roles. Did they shoot roles. a man in Reno? <laughs> just, just to watch We're just on the music tonight, dude. I don't know what we're doing here. No. Uh, but apparently, after this big, a lot of people are calling it a takeover. They took over the Libertarian Party. There are a lot of 
sort of Libertarian Party official guys, you know, who are part of, like, the mainstream party who have resigned and are quitting the, uh, quitting the party, leaving, saying they will not be voting Libertarian anymore and stuff like this. You know, I think that you made a great point earlier when you said that uh, the Libertarian Party is like the Americana, right? Of music. Of music, yeah. right? Yeah. So the it's way like, it's labeled. Yeah. yeah it is, it's a catch-all. It, anything, it's a catch-all. Anything that doesn't fit in your main genres, throw it in the Americana, right? Yeah. Same with politics. Anything yeah. that doesn't fit nicely Honestly. with Republicans or Democrats, throw it in the Libertarian it's, category. It's, it's the catch-all, you know? whether it's yeah. left or right. And they've driven so many people out of the left and right that it's put what party, what was the other party that most people flocked to? Like, there's other parties yeah, that did, the but, but the Libertarian yeah. Party really caught on. And the Green Party did too, actually. Right. But the Libertarian Party really, probably, probably the largest. And uh, yeah, it's like, that's exactly what it is. Just a catch-all for people who have left some type of a belief system and ideology that failed them or that left them, they feel like, you know? Right. And that's kind of what it's become. And uh, But again, I think that's why it's so important to forget about that ideology and stuff, man, and just really, fo- I mean, to some degree, have a fo- have the foundation, but issue by issue, you know, you can't, like, the foundation, this is why it's so, what you said last episode or the episode before is like, if you don't have some type of foundation for a country... You know, if you don't have some type of a premise for a place that you live that we can all kind of agree upon, is like, okay, you know, what is the preamble to the United States Constitution? Can we start there? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, is that a place? Declaration of Independence. (laughs) Yes. Like, Like, is this is this something that we can uh, start at? You know, Uh, to where we can all agree that that is a good thing to build off of. And I think most people would would have. How could you not agree with that? I mean, if you don't, man, I don't know what to say. You know, I don't know how. I don't know what to say. You know. Yeah. It's a hard. It's like at that point, it's like we're just living in two different worlds. You know. So yeah, it's yeah. like I don't know. You know, it's it really is just a. Well, there are very. I mean, really, there's. There's two different Americas, really. You know, I mean, or more, yeah, speaking, or more, or more. Like, there's definitely more, but I mean. You're I saying think politically two big camps, yeah, yeah. Two, two big camps, you know, politically speaking in America that uh just have it seems like there's no there's a, there is no communication in this country anymore. There's no communication. Even when people try and have serious conversation and I'm part of this problem, it just gets turned into a bunch of memes. <laughs> you know, and like and that's a fact. You know, it, it's not something you can get around. I mean, I don't I, honestly, with social media the way it is at this moment in time, I think it would almost be impossible for this country to sit down and have a serious conversation about anything. Yeah, and I agree. Just like I mean, I don't. Th- I mean, I think when, does it does it kind of show? I mean, oh, like, yeah. Yeah, I think it's factual what you're saying. Right. Like, absolutely. I think you can see it in the news cycles of the mainstream, what everyone trusted to be news at one time. Yep. You know? It's not mainstream. I mean, I shouldn't say that. I should say the corporate news, you know? Yep. But, you know, I mean, ju- just like when in a marriage, you know, when communication breaks down and you can't even have a conversation anymore... 
that marriage isn't going to last. You know, yeah. if you don't do something to address that yeah. and change something, yeah, that marriage real. is not going to last. It's going to yeah. fall apart. I mean, if you don't you know? get Jerry Springer and, involved, uh, yeah. <laughs> you're screwed, dude. You know, <laughs> there's another '90s. You know, yeah. another '90s. Did you reference. ever watch Jerry Springer? Oh yeah. I oh come Jerry on, Springer, dude. Right. The best. Jerry Springer, Doctor Phil. Was it staged? Uh, Was it staged, Jerry Springer? <laughs> Oh, yeah. I think a lot of them were. Right. I think some of them were just better actors than others. Yeah. Fucking better than the politics. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I'd rather watch Jerry Springer than the fucking news. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, come on. You You notice how after 2016, there is no reality TV in America anymore? Yeah, <laughs> like because no, we, we don't, don't need, need it. it. Yeah. We don't need it. We have our politics well, and now. Because, and our and new because, reality TV. And because the person who was the top of the reality news cycle became yeah. president. Yeah, remember he was the apprentice. <laughs> that was the top reality show. I mean, that was the number one reality show. I got a show that he That's could go crazy. on, and there's orangutans and boxing gloves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's where he belongs. Yeah. <laughs> That's where the, all of our political leaders belong. Yeah, about this time it is, man. Yeah. You know, and we were also talking about, you know, like what just when like the news cycle hits areas, we experience this, you know, I, we've, we've probably all experienced it sometime in our life to some degree, somewhere close to us, where it's like if there's something that hits on someone's agenda politically and like all these news cameras and politicians fly to that area... Dude, that area very rarely gets better because of that. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, and they probably never. never. They're yeah. never going to go exactly. back. Exactly. They were never yeah. there before. They're never going to go they're, back. They're, it's such shit. It's such a shit show. You know, the fact that we that we even think that 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 it really could make a difference. It's not. It just can't. You know, like you can throw, you can make a hundred thousand more laws tomorrow, and it's not going to make anything better. As a matter of fact, it will make things worse. Surely, yeah. but. It's definitely not going to make things better. Like, it's just not the answer sometimes to just, you know, you, what are you going to do? I mean, you're just going to mandate the shit out of everybody to the point yeah. where it's just going to be, the existence isn't even going to be worth it. And you ask these questions like, oh, why does this person want to go out and, com- you know, commit such a, you know, bad crime? And, and it's not justifying it at all because people should keep their shit intact. But I mean, society's not favorable to, to a lot of people, man. You know, like the way society's set up. There's a lot of kids that come up with like no parents and no real structure. You know, there's kids that come up whose parents are addicted to drugs, like why, you know, and never get unaddicted and they go into homes and like, you know, there has to be programs. You know what I'm saying? And, like, but the, things, the problem like, is, shit like the that. problem like, is like, okay, political figures, the people who flock to these events that happen, that we don't need them to make a solution. Yeah. And for yeah. whatever reason, <clears throat> they feel like we want them to. Like, the, the communities will correct the issues themselves. Yeah, exactly. Whenever an right. issue is presented, communities will fix it. <clears throat> they don't have to have somebody that they that they voted for or somebody that comes in and they're like, Oh, well, we need change. I'll change it. Like, dude, get the We're fuck working out of here. on it. That's yeah. exactly what I was going with that. That's exactly what I was about to say. No, is, like, we don't you, need people to solve all of our problems. Yeah. Whenever I have a problem, 
nobody else is thinking about what the fuck I'm gonna do to fix it. Yeah. Like it'd be like the me solution starts up, here. <clears throat> exactly. Know? That's like me waking up in the morning and being like, "Damn, my truck won't start." And then you showing up. I'll fix your truck. I'll fix your truck. Vote for me. I'll fix it. Yeah. No, you fucking won't. Yeah. It's like, I need okay, it okay, now. Oh, yeah. It's like okay, I'll vote for you, I guess. And then it's like yes. then you vote for me, but you're still sitting there with your fucking truck, even. Yeah, but you yeah. never come back and even fix the truck too. Exactly. On top of that, you that's know? the problem. I'm, yeah. I'm sitting on my couch, like, hey, my wife, why aren't you at work, Kevin? Well, Boone said he'd fix it. Yeah, I'm voting man. for him. You voted yeah. for him. You Where's know? he at? No, like, exactly right. It's like it's like a, such an illusion that they've that they've blanketed over. And remember, you know, the power of this of this country. And I think, you know, we get caught up with so much of the so much of the inner workings of what was going on at that time that we forget that, you know, all of us are Europeans and that came from that area from, right. from a, a lot of this country's yeah. foundation is European. Right. Like right? But it's Europeans who they were collective thinking. They broke away from that right. to come be more free-spirited. But it's like that free spirit was already kind of here in America. You know what I'm saying? And over right. time, like that European type of socialist mentality, I just, I, I don't, I personally don't feel like politics is the answer. Do you know what I mean? For me. I, I have more, I'm not saying I'm related to any type of Native American, but that type of spirit is the type of spirit that I actually flock to, like what we know as the generalized Native American of like thinking of the land, using all of the animals, practically thinking, but also a very strong, you know, spiritual person. You know what I mean? And like I think about that type of a, an individual or a cowboy, what we would consider a cowboy, right. someone who rode very peaceful in their ways but had a job to do and focused on it. You know what I mean? Like I look at those types of, people as the like the embodiment of of Amer what people wanted out of this country you right. know what i mean and it was corrupted early even after people shed blood so much blood and continue to over it you know <laughs> and we just went through memorial day you know and, yep. and how many people have died for this flag and it's like but what is freedom really freedom is not fifty thousand fucking laws on the books dude it's communities taking themselves, taking it upon themselves to fucking, you know, take care of business and live the life they want to live and coming together and when bad things happen, taking coming together and taking care of it. And that's some good things you have seen in Uvalde, how many people have come together mm -hmm. and uh, are definitely helping out with things. And there's a lot of programs being put on and things like that. I know to raise money and it's really good and helpful for people who are going through a a devastating time, you know, that they'll never be the same, you know. So there are good things that come from it, but it's never, it's you're, it's not politics. It's it's not political. You know, that's what I think people mean when they say this is not political. Like, politics has its place on the local level, you know, and somewhat as you work your way up, there is a need for it. It's going to come up, especially in today's society. I was saying with, like, social programs and stuff, there's a need for these things, but it—I I really feel like it has to be fixed on a communal level. You know, yeah. like that's like that's where it starts, and that is just my belief. You know, and, and as a matter of fact, 
on an individual level first, and then and then it spreads outwards. You know, from there. Yeah, but that's how that's how it should be. That's the truth. You said politics on a on a community level. When is the last time you saw a, a local politician running? And campaigning for their their spot. I'm not talking about sign on the fence. Yeah, like talking actually about talking somebody in your never, face. Dude, never. No. Or like organizing happen. stuff. And Why like does it not yeah. happen? Because that's what politics were designed to do. Whenever there is an yeah. issue that affects a lot of people, they start raising hell about it, and then they're like, okay, well, the elected official says, okay. What are we gonna do about this? What what are y'all proposing? Let's let's work through this together. And then the further up you get, the higher you get into politics. Fucking hate that I'm even talking about this, but yeah. the higher you get up into politics, <laughs> these fucking morons, dude. They wanna they wanna. Uh, okay, I'll just say this. Saw something the other day that said, "This is this this is politics in a nutshell." At the higher level. If it ain't broke, fix it till it is. Yeah. And that's what they do. There's not a problem. And then they come in and they want to, they just want to shove it down your throat that they're going to make changes and then they do. And now we have 50,000 laws that you're talking about. Like, fuck you, dude. Well, and think about this though. Is it a bunch of morons or is it a bunch of people who are very intelligent and know how to manipulate people? And they've 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 helped create this system, and they've even manipulated this American system to the point where we go off and bomb countries for fucking no reason other than for for the benefit of a few, you know, yep. kill people for no damn reason, you know. We go off and we we they they what else you know shut businesses down and keep the internet you know going and how much money the you know, billionaires make more money. They the the 2008 financial crisis, 2007 housing crisis. You know, all these things that fucking you. The list just goes on. It's you know what I mean? I, I but I don't think I, a a part of me thinks some of it happens accidental because of stupid ass things that they do. A part of me thinks that they're not that stupid and they set this up on purpose, and that's why they don't want to let go of it. And they attack people so hard who try to expose anything that really taps into it, like Trump. You know, even though he's probably establishment in his own right, he's not their establishment, you know? And they piss him off so fucking bad that they're willing to crash this country down in order to just get him out. You know, like that's how bad they hate him. Yeah. You know, and or, or anybody, name it. Glenn Greenwald, you know, he's one of the, he's a very popular journalist. Very awesome. He should be. He should be way even more popular. But what, who was the other guy? Uh, Snowden, you know, um, or, or Julian Assange. Those guys aren't the, the heroes. They're automatically made the villain. Exactly. Like, I think right. you're giving them too much credit saying that they're, that they're, they've created this system. The problem lies with the American people who just go along with it. But that's they're, the thing, like, yeah. That, like, but that's why they're is, smart. They're smart. That, that There's a couple of smart ones, but it, on the for the majority, nah. Yeah. It's just well, a freaking well, it's what it's they're a smart popularity at. contest. Like you have your specialty things that you just know. You know more because you spend a lot of time with them. Me, Levi, anybody. 
they're not smart. Like, they're not going to sit down and blow you away with everything, but they know how to manipulate this system and control this system. And I think that the Ivy League schools is one way that, that they've been taught this, and they basically prep and engineer these people who can take over this type of a... Mm-hmm. This type of a system, you know, where where we think this way, just like what you're saying, it's it's so obvious. It's like so obvious to me, you know, what you're saying. And that's why that's why there's always going to be a disparity between heavily populated areas and rural communities because the Ivy Leagues they don't fucking stand a chance for people that can think for themselves in a rural environment. Yeah, and that's a that's a in. massive generalization. If you live in a in a heavily populated area and you listen to this, don't take offense to that, but that's but how I really truth. feel. Yeah, yeah. Like, everybody in the, in, in the city, I feel like there's more money floating around, but it's, it's harder to get a leg up if you haven't been taught to, like, work and actually go out and do stuff. Like, you're limited in a heavily populated area, like, more so than you are... In I totally understand what you're saying. There's totally opportunity. There's job, yeah. And maybe I'm not articulating it correctly, but fuck. No, no, no. It's not even. Sometimes the boom and bust cycles in cities are 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 much more, like their 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 rises and falls are much sharper and harder than when you live out in the country. The you can always keep that little bit of stability to where if you go through hard times, like a little bit of a a rough bump, you know. But sorry. Well, no, I mean. What you were saying, you know, I mean, the whole rural versus urban thing, that's not just your opinion. I mean, look at the, just, all you have to do is look at a county by county breakdown of the of the past election to see that that is very it's, much. It's that, that is what the you're lines. Yeah, yeah. You know, that is the lines. And it, it, in 1860, yeah. it was the Mason-Dixon line. Today, it's, it's, it's the rural urban line, you know? I mean, really, that's where the political divide really does lie. Yeah, does. And, uh... You know, what What do you do for that? I mean, because, you know, earlier we, we brought up the possibility of, like, national divorce. You know, how does that work when, you know, that you might have a few states that are just overwhelmingly red or something like that or or overwhelmingly blue. Like, but yeah, for the most part, states are pretty, you know, they've, purple, got, their yeah. big, they've got their big pockets of heavily populated blue areas. But they still, have, by a big they still have a lot of red in them, especially in our state. Right. And then some of the outer areas, even though they are red, they still have a lot of blue there. You don't realize it because it doesn't show on the maps, but yep. it still exists. But, There's still a lot of people that vote that way. You know, it's not, you know, so both sides. Well, let's not so let's not really... break it down in red and blue. Let's try to break it down in a different way. Like, let's break it down in hard-working people who earn their stuff. And I'm not I'm not calling this. I'm not calling people in a heavily populated area not hard-working because their jobs are different. Yeah, 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 yeah. But heavily populated areas rely more on government assistance than somebody in a rural area that can actually go and make their living and pay for their shit on a day-to-day basis. So yeah. red, blue, that sounds too political for me. Fuck that yeah. system. Break it down yeah, on no, working no. and earning. I mean, and it, it's not fair that there's more and more people in heavily populated areas that are, that's what that's their indoctrination. They don't understand that they can go out and do different shit. 
Yeah. Like, you don't have to just sit and wait on a handout. If you don't like your situation, change it. Well, but see, there are different. a lot of people. Here's the thing about that, though, too. It, and I totally agree with you. That is that is yeah. too political of a way to think about it. But it's just, we're that's, all that's conditioned to no, do that. Exactly. Shit, you know what I'm saying? Fucking pisses me off. But, <laughs> you know, because it, it is, it's mixed. It's yeah. like, it's mixed. That's our point, too. It's like, you can't really do that because it's all fucking mixed right. up, you know? And, uh, but I, I, um, to to your point too is like that um, there are people in the cities that go they go to college they get a degree there is a high skilled job there but but it's like look at Detroit like look at what happened with Detroit you know those auto workers like that used to live in Detroit you know is a big the jo- when the jobs are good they're good but when they're not it's expensive to live there and it, you fall fucking hard. And that's the thing, and that's when you need assistance. And there, a lot of people that live around you. No one can really produce their own stuff. You know, it's it's a very, you know, it's it's a hard fall, and, and it happens. Not, the boom and bust cycles. That's what we live off of. Yeah, and it's not just that. Like the unions cripple these people because they pay them so much whenever everything is good. Yeah. But whenever times turn because of our fucked up political system, and the 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 cycle comes to where okay, guys. Uh, the jobs aren't here anymore. We got to lay y'all off. Are they ever gonna go back and do what you and I did today, Levi, and bust our ass for ten hours for what I consider freaking that was that's freaking minimal pay, dude. I don't like doing that for that little money. It was yeah, good money, yeah. but right, like that's I would not, I would have liked yeah, to charge yeah. way more than that. You know what I mean? Especially like, for so shitty a job. But Crawling around underneath the house, full disclosure. <laughs> yeah, we were leveling a fucking house yeah. all day for 10 hours. Like, and But these people are, okay, there's unions that pay them millions, like, okay, maybe not millions, but everybody's making... 30, 40 bucks an hour to go do their eight hour job every day. That's good. That's great. I hope everybody deserves that in this world. But whenever they lose their job and then, okay, welcome to the real world, you have to go out and level a house today for $15 an hour because that's the going rate. But see, even that's fucked up. Even that's fucked up because, you know, really, this is, you can get into price fixing. It's like, who creates that rate? Ivy League freaking people who rule Who the world? creates the rate of what work is worth? Where is that created? Yeah, where does that come from? The rich people. Yeah. The politicians. The people who got this the money. This is why the people who that's that's where they're smart. Old white you know people. Well, old you know, white. I mean, look it is it whether it's old white people or just old people that benefit off of a system. And it's not even old, man. It's young too. You know why I said you know, old they, white they know how to work this system. For anybody else that had money, they'll hang on to this. They'll hang on to this <laughs> system as much as they can because it works for them, and they'll do at, at at all costs. They'll hang on to it, man. And they're not stupid, man. They can stay a step ahead. They know how to. They know how people are conditioned. They know how they operate. You know, it's just. Uh, that's why it's so imperative that people take it upon themselves to educate themselves more and and to not yeah, get involved whatever that means to you. You know, it means something different to everybody. You can't fucking allow even anyone to sit there and tell you what that means to you. You have to figure that out. But you have to take initiative in your own life. If you don't do that, someone's doing it for you. Already, you already they're doing it for you. Even if you don't try to push, you know. Yeah, and then there's, push a, yourself I mean, in the there's all direction. these little traps laid within the big trap. You know what I mean? Like people, they start getting paid less, or they lose their job. 
But while their job was good, they went out and they were like, you know what? I deserve this. And they, they bought more than what they needed. They didn't live within their means. Like, and that's not something that people are quick to admit. Like, I messed up. I shouldn't have bought that truck that, that, that the payment was $700 a month on whenever times were good. I should have bought the beater that I could have paid $300 a month for. That way, whenever I got laid off, I could still go work somewhere and make that payment and still be all right. Like, yeah. there's that's a little trap yeah, laid yeah. within a big trap. Yeah, for like, sure. Like, they pay you for good, sure. they suck you in, and everything's looking good. Cell phones is another Cell phones is another big trap. You know, the way that the, the older cell phones start to lose their... They, they lose their, you know, their service rate, like how good they are, and the new cell phones are all fucking up-kept and better, and... You have an old cell phone, it's all crap. You know, you don't get, your phone doesn't work right half the time. And, you know, that's it. They just want you to update and update and update and yeah. update and update. And, and people do. They yeah. do it. They're like, oh, yeah, we, we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. We need a new phone every year. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Because a new one comes out every year. And then uh, going deeper into it, ed- education. Fucking college education is a, that's a trap. For a lot of people, Shit. learn a trade and go and and, and educate yourself and trap. and pay yourself from what you've learned how to do. Yeah. But no, they sell go to college. We're gonna give you all this money. I went to school with people that every semester they got thousands and thousands of dollars, and they're I'm like, what what are you studying? What are you I'm studying, studying how to protest a student loan debt? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how to get rid of it? Huh? Like, I'm like, how'd you get all this money, man? I don't have any money. I'm going to take two classes this semester. What the fuck? Yeah. Well, we, I, got I, our, we got our uh, refund. I'm like, hey, what it the is, fuck it is, is that? It is pretty fucked up. It is pretty fucked up to think, like, like, who really does create the rate of pay for jobs, you know? like, like Well, I mean, I, you are correct with this current fiat system. It is most definitely the people who. But even if it's the market, even if it really was the market, like who decides that? Like you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's a real question. Like who is it? The people who need that work done, but can okay. So if that is who it is, if it's that group of people that need that work done, they're gonna do they all get together and say, well, this is what we can afford. This is what it should cost because that's price fixing. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's a weird... It's actually a very weird well, uh, thought. You know, that I mean, the way the market decides prices, you know, like, let's say that I came up... I invented some new thing, you know? I don't even know what... To, I mean, let's just say I invented the chair, right? Well, excuse Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Damn, dude. So, at the current... If I invented the chair... And when I invent the chair, I'm the only guy who's got the chair. If you want to buy a chair, you're going to buy it from me. So I decide what the price is, right? Yeah. But I'm not the only person who can build a chair. So other people start buying, building chairs, charging a little bit more. Than, oh, crap. You know, or charging a little bit less than me, you know, competition-wise. I think that the market and competition can set prices... That's how it's, you know, that, that's it's how... The it, closest way. Right. Like, but they can get together. That is a flaw there. That's why price fixing was made illegal. Right. Because they can get together and jack up prices and fix prices, right? Right. Like a whole market could. That's why it's. That's why there is, like, hey, whoa, can't allow that to happen. Like, wait a minute, only we do that. Exactly, yeah. because that's what I'm saying. So yeah. what if the employee decided, this is what unions, this is where unions started. Yeah. We can get together and decide... What the fuck were you gonna get paid? 
You know what I'm saying? And like we decide that. The problem is, is they've been bastardized as well. You know, so now you have these union heads that, you know, they they have the say at the table. You know, most union people that are in the union, they're just they have to be at work at five o'clock in the morning. They're not showing up somewhere far away to the union committee meeting to have a say so. That's 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 their that executive spot, those executive spots, you know. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's not what it was at, at, when it was first intended. But when the unions were first intended, I think they were intended to correct against some market instabilities that the government wasn't doing, and they became corrupted. You know what I mean? Like they came for a reason. Because there was massive corruption by rich people taking advantage, just yeah, wanting like the, like fucking the, slavery for all, man. That's what they really want. I mean, that's like, what that's what people with money want as cheap of labor as they can get. I mean, and you ha- there has to be pushback, dude. There has got to be pushback. There's, it's got to be somewhere, or else we're all gonna be fucking, you know, doing something we don't want to for just a little bit of money. Because that's they are always pushing. For people to get paid less. You better believe that. You know, how cheap can I get this job done? A lot of people are just looking at that, you know. You know, what can I pay these young kids to come out here and just do this for me real quick? Yeah, the migrant workers. I mean, there was a huge movement in the, what was it, the 50s, the 40s. The migrant workers, the Mexicans that are working in the fields in California and everywhere. Texas, like, they weren't getting paid enough. There's, There's tons of history on that. And it started as something good, but it, then somebody stepped into that board position that you're talking about, and they took over, and they're like, no, nah, we need to be taking all those profits. Yeah, we can't give yeah. them to the people who make everything happen. And then it stops being what the people, they don't even listen to the people and what they really want, you know, anymore. It's just about what works, you know. But there is a lot of meeting room there, because, you know, markets are a funny thing, and if you if you can't... That's why it shouldn't be, there shouldn't be a third party that does this. It should be between the worker and the employer. And you should be able to speak up to your employer and say, look, I want more of the cut of this. Or, and they say no. And you have that disagreement. Because, you know, some, some businesses, if you have a third party, they're not going to look at it as like, you could, you could drive prices of things out of this world that people depend on. You know what I'm saying? By doing that. You know, you could force labor costs up to where they were paying them as much as they could. And that's a real problem, you know, for sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that see, economics <laughs> is, is, a, yeah. is another very nuanced thing. And, it, and it's very important for people. Again, I think it all comes back though, to the individual. Like, right. tell your boss, you know, hey, we're killing it here. We're working our asses off. I show up extra, like... I, I want to be able to feed my family and, like, get along in this world today. Like, can we make that happen? What can I do, you yeah. know, that can make that happen? You know what I mean? Like, you got to go to – you have to do that, I think, in my opinion, right. you know? Yeah, you can't just sit and wait. Sit and wait. And that's what a lot of people do. The people that are most deserving, they sit and wait, and they work hard, and they fucking do their job. And then after 20 years of their life goes by, 25 years of their life, they finally say, you know what? They couldn't do this without me because I'm doing all of this work. And then you go and you demand a raise and they, they finally give you one, but it's not what you deserve. Yeah. It wasn't, and who knows, maybe you wouldn't have learned what you did if you got your raise in, in the first place. 
Maybe yeah. you would have gotten lazier. I don't know. Well, it's still, but I mean, even so, like, you know, and if you do, you know, they have the right to fire you, you know, and they should, you know, if you're not doing the job and that you, you, you have to be worth the money you're getting paid. You have to be worth the investment that a company's putting in. That's where people have to meet in the middle. You can't just fucking assume all this, all these extra things are rights. All you know, it's like no, we have a job to do. You know, you get lunch break, we get breaks. You know, we get safe work environments. We all need to communicate on that as a company, as a, as a as a team. But I mean. Man, like we got to get the job done because this is how the money gets made. You know, I mean, that, that there's a bottom line there. You know, that has to be understood within, you know, companies and and that for sure. You know, and and so when you're dealing with like people like that, you know, you can't be unreasonable, but you you also can't allow them to be unreasonable. Like you're getting paid fucking ten bucks an hour. It's like, dude, I can't. You couldn't live in this world today on ten bucks an hour. Fuck it. Sure you can. There's government programs that will assist well, you the rest I, I, of the way. But again, again, <laughs> you know, you can depend on that, and they are there for now. But if you if you do pay attention, I would, you know, and I know you're kidding. I would, I would like definitely never do that. Like never. It only if you have to do that for a short amount of time. Then well, there's nothing wrong with actually needing the assistance. The problem lies with getting comfortable taking advantage yeah. of the assistance. To the point where you're like, you know what? I just became political. I'm voting for this person because he's going to keep giving me my free shit. Yeah. That's that's the problem. Absolutely, man. Oh, I'm, I'm totally with it, man. There's a, it's a, all these, all these issues are, are crazy, man, for sure. We want to do like a movie of the week or something like that, man. Change the pace oh, a little man. bit. And do you have anything, um, you have anything you want to say to that? By the oh, way? man, you know, no, I mean, all great points. I, I would just say that I think you gotta. I, I actually ended with this point last week. You gotta fix the money, man. Yeah, for you know, sure. You gotta fix sure. the money, dude. I mean, we. You gotta realize that you, you, we can talk about you know getting better wages and stuff like that all day long, but if the money doesn't have any spending power, you know, if it doesn't have any buying power, it's all for nothing. You know, I mean, a few years ago it was fight for fifteen. Now it's fight for eighteen. Why? Because fifteen dollars an hour, yeah, in just a matter of a few years, went from being relatively good money to not being hardly crap. We might as well stay ahead of the next election cycle and say push for thirty. Yeah, yeah. They, you know I mean, no, 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 they just really. printed like yeah. thirty trillion dollars. Yeah, and that's <laughs> the thing, you know, we we, we create, you know, <laughs> we created currency, right? This 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 paper unit. That is supposed to represent value, right? And it's what we spend all of our days working, no matter what you do for a living. That is most likely what you are going after every single day is these paper dollars. Even if you're someone like, you know, like that's a Ron Paul in the Fed kind of guy. Everybody gets paid in dollars. And, you know, 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 I've always liked to say, because I've had people say that, you know, oh, you're always talking crap about the dollar, you know, but you go work for it every day. It's like, well, yeah, you know, when I'm playing Monopoly, I I, I use Monopoly money. You know, (laughs) like like if you, if I was playing Monopoly and you came up to me and was like, hey man, give me some of the Monopoly money, I'd tell you to go fuck yourself, right? (laughs) Because I'm playing Monopoly. Well, right now I'm just playing their game of Monopoly. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, you're going to use the, but, but at the same time, it's like, 
I know what like I realize what they've done. I realize that this paper dollar I'm holding has depreciated ninety eight percent in in just over a hundred years because of what the the and Federal how Reserve much, has how done. How much of it's been printed yeah. in the past? Is- oh, in the past two years, we've printed almost forty percent of all dollars that have ever been printed since nineteen fourteen. I mean, dude, and that that's is- insanity, man. You know, what do you think Jeez. a paper boy got paid for his route in nineteen fifty? I have no clue. I, I really don't know either. Oh. Well. Now let's look it up, man. Yeah, could Google tell us? Yeah, I'm I sure will, Google I'll look will it up. Yeah, tell yeah, us. yeah, you can keep on and yeah. I'll look it up. Yeah. I mean, yeah, what did, yeah, what I'm, did, I'm guessing it was probably a dollar, two dollars, something like that, you know? I mean, I, I guarantee you this you couldn't convince a kid today to, to pick up a paper route for that money. <laughs> yeah, you know, not that there's still paper. How much? Let's do. Can we do 1970? <coughs> okay, yeah, 1970. Up. That's before 71. Right before they took the the money off of the gold. How much was a? Uh, well, let me see. How much here. was let a kid getting that. paid for uh for a paper route? Now I'm trying to find yeah. the right the right the right article to make sure I get a good. Uh... Oh man, I don't think that one's gonna show me. Hold on, give me another minute here. Let's All see. Right. No, but I, you know, I, I think that that the, the point is made. You know, I mean, if we're going to have this system where we have a paper unit of currency that is supposed to represent value, then it needs to represent actual a set, tangible amount of value. You know, whether and whether it's backed up by gold or oil or freaking tobacco warehouses like Colonial Virginia, who gives a shit, as long as it's an actual commodity with real value that your money is backed up by, because that way there's also a rather steady amount of currency. I'm not saying that there's no inflation with with uh, when you have a, a standard currency, but uh, because they're even with gold, you know, if when you're when when the United States Treasury bases it based its currency off of gold if the currency came into more gold, well, then they'd print the money to represent the new gold they just got, you know? And if they didn't have that gold, they couldn't print the money, at least not in, not in, uh, in, pr- in principle, anyway. But, uh, but yeah, no, I think that, you know, when it comes to fixing the wealth gap and stuff like that, I, I don't think that can be done without fixing the money, you can't fix the money without getting it off of this fiat system where the Federal Reserve can just print money whenever it wants. Because that means that our value is completely tangible. Our, 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 our not tangible, is completely, what's the word, like flexible. Like tomorrow they could just print a trillion more dollars and decide that our value is that much less valuable. That's what they've right? done. That's, That's exactly what they've done. That's what they continue to do. I'm, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I found this one. It t- talks a little bit about how much the this the subscriptions cost, like thirty five cents, or something. So I mean, per subscriber. So I mean, for the month. Yeah, I think it was the. I think it might have been weekly. Uh, I'm 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 trying to pull it up here, but yeah, it's a. Uh, it wasn't expensive. It wasn't expensive at all. For sure, it was much cheaper. I mean, you can definitely tell. I mean, but again, you don't need us to sit here and tell you this for sure because it was right. I mean, you know, look, the citizen for that it was uh, five cents a copy daily and fifteen cents on Sunday in the fifties. Um, 
and then they got about two cents a paper on a paper route. Okay, so they got about right. two cents every two paper cents they paper. Th- threw. So if they threw a hundred papers that day, two dollars. Two dollars. Two dollars. Yeah. Imagine trying papers. to talk a kid into doing that. And today, how long would it know? take you to throw a hundred papers? You know, it would take yeah. you a little bit oh, of time. Yeah. That's, a, sure. that's that, an that's hour, a probably. Yeah. Yep. But, but people need yeah. to be taught. People need to be taught how to work to earn their shit. That 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 is true though, and I'm down. I'm actually one thing I'm down for is like right now. There's all these rules and regulations that businesses face, uh, hiring young people to do some of the fucking work that the young people should be doing. Like I'm saying, like 10, 11 year old. Like I have 10, 11 year olds. It's not child. I will let my child go to work for somebody that needs a little bit of work done. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like that wants to pay for a cheaper labor or something. Exactly. It's ridiculous, yeah. dude. Like let they, they need, you're exactly right, dude. Like there's no need to pay somebody $25 an hour to do that. You know, like you've got it. They've got to be able to, there should be, that should be between the parent and the Yeah, employer, whenever I grew know? up, like it was common to hear not just my parents, like anybody, like, Yo, you need to learn the value of a dollar. Yeah. You need to learn the value of a dollar. Whether today you need to learn the value of a twenty, yeah. <laughs> like, or if if we're in the government, you need to learn the value of a thousand or a billion, a yeah, billion. a trillion, <laughs> one hundred million dollars. <laughs> you need to learn the value of a million, son. Like you're Shit. you're twelve now. Yeah. <laughs> like what the fuck do these people think? Like. They think that everything they get just, like, magically appears? No, there's people working for it, man. Yeah, and I, I would say that, like, going back, it's like our society today would probably frown on young people having a, a, a oh, paper route. Like, you know, this kid needs to be in school. Yeah. Being indoctrinated. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, today, like, okay, you know I sell real estate. I'll show up to some people's house and, like, they're appalled that... I'm like literally beside themselves whenever I'm like, yeah, like I'll take care of your lawn while I list your property. I'll, I'll dig up the lid to your septic tank to make sure that the people come out can inspect it. I'll, I'll blow the leaves off the back before I show it. They're like, well, what do we owe you? And I'm like, you're paying me really good money to sell this place. Like I think I consider that part of my job. And they're like, oh my gosh. Yeah, oh, no. man. No, hard work goes oh, a long way. Oh, dude. Like, what? You but can't what, do that. What's the value that you have? Like, because you went to college for a while, too. What What's more valuable? The time you spent in college and high school or that valuable lesson that some man, some figure in your life taught you about hard work along the way? You know? Like, just that. Just hard work. Like, you have to work. You have to show up and do your job. Like, what's more valuable? Would you say more valuable? I mean, I, I can't pick. I can't choose what's more valuable. I'm I'm thankful for both. You know, like I would have never learned. Y'all listen to me in here. I cuss all the fucking time. My verbal communication sucks. <coughs> I went to college, got a degree in English. <coughs> My written communication helps me today like nobody's business. Like yeah. crazy. But I would never be here, and I would have never even got through college. If I didn't learn how to work. So if I had to choose, it would be learning how to work. Me too. Learning how to wake up and go to fucking work. Didn't matter what you did. And no, 
I didn't like it. I didn't like what I had to do today. Not okay. one bit. Fucking hated it. But, hey, I made a little change. Got some scratch. Paid some bills. Yeah. Like, that goes further than sitting here wishing somebody would give me a handout. Yeah, because, no, absolutely. Like, no. The hard work every day. Absolutely. You gotta learn how to work. Well, it also so. gives you a sense of value, too. Like, it really does. I mean, doing something, going on, earning something, and... And being a part of, you know, fixing something. I mean, all that stuff matters a lot, man. I think for the psychological, you know, health of people. You yeah. know what I mean? And it then definitely... for the people that argue, their argument is like, well, I don't know how to do that. Have you ever leveled a house, Levi, before today? No, like, like, well, you get out there like and do it. No, I'm like, we did that. <laughs> no, I've yeah. never done it. Yeah. We're both laying under this house. And I was like, you ever done this? Levi was like, no. Nope. <laughs> I was like, me neither, man. But we did it. Like, that's the point. Like, this is fucking America, dude. Get up off your ass and go do something. If you don't know yeah, it, you learn. Yeah, I'm down with that attitude. I like that attitude a lot. And I think it, it really, it really, I could, I could, I could mimic what you're saying within music too, you know? Yeah. You know, you got to do the job and, and you've got to really kind of step back and look at what your job really is, not at what you want it to be all the time. Because when you can meet people... And like really focus on doing a good job. Like even if you feel like you're underpaid, uh, I think that it comes around, man. That all it'll all pay off, you know. But having that attitude is crucial to just do the work, you know. It's like, sh- like man, showing up is a lot of it, especially these days. You know what I mean? Just get there, man. <laughs> and and a lot of the stuff like whenever you're younger, whenever I was younger, I think whenever a lot of young people today, you start out. You don't know how to do a lot of things. It is hard, but try it. And don't let that stop you just because you had another year notched on your belt. Like, you turned another year older. Oh, well, I can't do that. I'm above that. No. Get out and do it. Try new things. Learn new things. Do. Like, you have to learn, man. You have to educate yeah, yourself. Yeah. And sometimes that comes with failure. You know, a lot of times that comes with just getting out and doing it, failing at it, doing it again, you know. But uh, let's do a movie of the week, man. We'll call it. We'll oh, turn on the yeah. AC. Uh, I think uh, I watched one. Over the, uh, <laughs> I thought over they were the sweating. Yeah, I know, right? Right? <laughs> yeah. uh, I watched one over the uh, weekend that I'd actually never seen before. Had uh, Fred Ward in it. Fred Ward recently passed away. Uh, he was the guy from Tremors. You know, okay. that's where most people would probably know Fred Earl. Ward from. He was Earl, yeah. He that's was Earl, man. He was Kevin Bacon's partner, you know, in, in, in the movie Tremors. And, uh, but he was also, before that, he was in this movie called uh, Southern Comfort. Have you ever seen that? About these uh, Louisiana National Guard no. guys no. who go down to, that, like, they get on some training mission in, like, the Louisiana swamps, and they run into these, like, Cajuns, you know what I'm saying? You're talking about, and, you're talking about swamp babies. Some, some Cajuns, Not hillbillies. Yeah, some swamp babies. <laughs> and, uh, and anyway, one of the one of the national, they all have blanks, you know, because they're on a training mission. And one of them fires a bunch of blanks at these at these Cajuns they saw on the bank. Not a good and, idea. Yeah, and so anyway, you can probably guess what takes place throughout the rest of this movie is this National Guard unit just getting... Hunted down by these 
Cages. Fucked it with the wrong song. Yeah, for real. It was, it was a pretty good one, man. I'd never seen it before. It was like from the... It was made in like the mid-80s. Something like that. Yeah, man. Yeah, so it's been out so for a while. So many movies out there, right? It's oh, crazy. yeah. Yeah, I'll talk about... Uh, how about... Um, I'm going to lump some together here. But I'm going somewhere with this. What about like movies made on uh, like good music characters like Johnny Cash? I think of Cash the movie. Yeah. Uh, with Joaquin Phoenix was the actor, right? Yeah, Walk no, the Walk Line. line. Yeah, Walk, Walk the, the Line. line. Yeah. yeah, that was yeah. great. You know, that was a yeah. good movie. Uh, I like that one a lot. I also think of a little bit of Eight Mile with Eminem, you yeah. know? I know that wasn't it perfect like on his life or something, but right, I know yeah. there was like inflections of it. I thought that was kind of an interesting one that has that music attached, you know? And then the other one is uh, that I was thinking of was Ray with uh, Jamie Foxx, okay? Me. But here's the... a badass the, movie. Man. It is a badass movie, and Jamie Foxx is, is crazy talented. And he did he played Ray Charles. Yeah. He's about... And this is where I was going with this. Okay, he's about to come out and play Mike Tyson in a movie. Is he really? Yeah, dude. Um, I really... He'll never get swollen enough. Dude, no, for real, no, he's jacking up. No, he's jacking up to like 215 pounds, I think, oh, no for the movie, way, for the role, dude. like for real. And his, and I don't know if you've ever seen Jamie Foxx's Mike Tyson impersonation or heard it, but dude, he, it, it's going to be, I bet you it has the possibility to be a really badass movie, dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, I got, I got a couple that I'm going to tag along to yours because, all right, there's a, there's a sports, a sports movie that Jamie Foxx was in. Kind of similar, Ali. Oh yeah. yeah. Will Smith was in it before he slapped Chris Rock. Yeah, he was punching. <laughs> he was punching uh, Joe Joe Frazier, you know, before he was fucking punching Chris Rock. <laughs> like you really stepped down there, dude. No. Uh, come on, man. You yeah. didn't even knock Chris Rock down. <laughs> God, he took that like a G. He really did. And then another one, the music. You, you talked about the music. Um, get on up. I like James Brown, man. I like. Oh the yeah, one. get on you up. Ever seen yeah, that? I think I have. I actually think I have seen that movie. I like that. Get on up. Yeah. All of those guys, all the yeah. movies we just talked about, the people they worked harder than fucking anybody around them. They worked harder and they outworked everybody. So I'm gonna go in with this. We talked about this in the in the in the show tonight. Um, the movie for the week for me is a day without a Mexican. Have you ever seen that? Uh, no, Can you envision so. a day without a Mexican? Okay. <laughs> yeah, for real. Watch the movie, man. I'm going to watch the movie. Watch the movie. Uh, Say it one more time so I can end it on that. A, a day without a Mexican. Watch it. We want to say thank you so much for listening to our podcast, The Independent Thinking Texans. A lot of times, you know, we may not necessarily know what we're saying or doing, but who really does in this world? It's a busy, busy place. Thank you so much for taking the time, though. We do appreciate it. Keep thinking for yourself, always and forever. Have a great day.